Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah, Daf Yom Yishur. Today's Yishur is Daf Yutet. We'll begin on Daf Yud Chet Amubet at the words Amalei of Ashir of Kahana. So Rabbi Akiva had said a watershed opinion that there's such a thing as a Shlishi, a Sheni Latuma, can make a Shlishi Latuma even in the case of Chulin. Chulin is something that's not holy. It's not Teruma or Kodashim or anything like that. And still you can make a Shlishi. We had thought that wasn't possible. Bikiva said that's so. The Gemara is saying, Rava held, Bishnam of the Rabbiosi, Rabbiosi, we said, I'm sorry, this, Ravina had said to Ravashi, we can go back to that. Amalei Ravina Ravashi, three lines back. Amalei Ravina, didn't Rava say, Lord Rabbiosi, Savalaka Bikiva. Rabbiosi doesn't hold like a Bikiva. But Lord Bikiva, Savalaka Bikiva, and Bikiva doesn't hold like a Bikiva. Amalei Rabbiosi, Bishitatu Bikiva, Rabbo Amra, Vilelo Svira. So he had said that. Yossi had quoted something in the name of Rabbi Kiva, but he doesn't hold of it. Now we're going to clarify it. Amalei Rav Ashi, the Rav Kahana. Bishnam Rabbi Yossi, the Rav Kiva. I understand how Rabbi Yossi doesn't hold like Rabbi Kiva. The Tanya, we learned in the Brayta. Amar Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says, How do we know this thing is a Rav Ilatuma? When it comes to Kodesh, Vidinu, it's a Kavachomen. Ma Mehusad Kipurim. Just like a guy who's mechusad kipurim, mechusad kipurim, we spoke about it on the first day in the introduction, was someone who is missing a korban. It means he did he did everything he needed to do to get tahor, and he went to the mikveh and he waited till nightfall, but he didn't bring the korban that he that, that he needs or she needs. So in that case, it's it, he's allowed to eat truma because he did everything he needs to do, but he's not, but he still doesn't allow him to eat. Kodesh. Kodesh is a, a korban. The difference between Truma and Kodesh. Kodesh is more holy. Can't eat that. Till you bring the, till you bring the korban. So this guy, this guy, he's Basul Kodesh. Now, the word Pasul Kodesh, some people say you should read Posel Kodesh. Okay. Shlishi, right? Shlishi, she Posel Batruma, and Odin she has said Kodesh. So in other words, if a Mechusal Kipurim, who, can, who is allowed to eat Truma, makes. Oh, he's not a Yitruma. He's not a Yitruma. And yet, he's Pasul Bakodesh. Or really, it should be Posel Bakodesh. He makes Kodesh Pasul according to the Rosh Hashanah, I believe. Uh, so, sh- surely, that a Shlishi Lituma, which is not a Yitruma, and Odin Shia said a Vibe Kodesh, he should also make it. Make, it's Kavachom, they should make it a Vibe Kodesh. If a Bechusar Kurim can make it a Vibe Kodesh, surely a Shlishi, which is Pasulti. Okay? Now, and we learn that Shlishiba Kodesh that it makes from the Torah, so we said, how do we learn that a Shlishi is Tameh from Kodesh? That's in the Torah. As it says in the Pasuk. Now, here's the Pasuk on the side. Look on the side of your page. Any meat that touches anything tamer should not be eaten. Ba'eshi saref should be burnt in the fire of basar, and the meat called tahor yechal basar. Any tahor can eat basar. So let's see. Milo askin and the gabashini. Now, when we said that the, the, the basar touched something, got tamer, it must be talking about we touched the shini. Right? The shini is not, not a shon, it's a shini. And therefore, we see that it got Tameh, even though it just touched the Shini. So you see this is a Shini Shlishi Bakodesh from the Torah. 
And Rivi'i, we learned from a Kavachomer, Kedaman, like we said before, the Kavachomer, from the Shlishi to the, to the Mechushar Kippurim. And if you want to claim that Rabbi Yossi holds like Rabbi Akiva, that even Rabbi Akiva was the one who said that chulin objects could be a shlish, could become a shlishi, we could also go one step further and say that there's such a thing as a Rabbi by Truma and a Chamishi by Kodesh. Why would we say this? Why are we coming to say? That there is a Rivi'i Bakodesh. Why can't we go a step further and say there's a Chamishi Bakodesh and a Rivi'i by, by Truma? Truma is the one step up, right? Now, let us explain this a little clearly. If Chulin becomes a Shlishi, right? So then, Makavachoma, there's Truma gets a Rivi'i, right? But we should really be able to go one step further if, if, he, if he held like that. If he held like Rabbi Kiva, in other words, Rabbi Kiva is the one who says that, it, that there's a shlishi by Tchulin. So if there's a shlishi by Tchulin, the Kavachoma should tell you that it goes to the Vi'i by Truma. El Rabbi Kiva lo Yossi. Must be, Rabbi Kiva does not call it Yossi. In other words, we had two statements that Rabbi said. One is, Rabbi Yossi doesn't hold like Rabbi Kiva. And we just figured that out. But we want to know now, how do we know that Rabbi Kiva doesn't hold like Rabbi Yossi? Meaning this Kavachomer that Rabbi Yossi just said, right, from the Mechusar Kippurin, how do we know that Rabbi Kiva, who holds Tzishiba Kodesh, doesn't hold like that? That's a chidush. We don't have no idea how to figure that out. So he says back, Now, this is a very, very chidush type of item. Rav Khan is claiming that the way we know that Rabbi Kiva doesn't hold of this idea of a Chamish, of Rabbi Kodesh, is because how come you never saw in any Mishnah that there's an idea of a Chamishi Bakodesh? Right? If you're held to the Kavachomer, it should teach you there's a Chamishi Bakodesh. But we've never seen it before, is what he's saying. Right. Exactly. But how, how is it a Kavachomer? It's a Shashiba Tiruma, and there's a Shashiba Chulin, and a Shashiba Tiruma. Why is there for sure? What is it for? Why is that guaranteed that? Well, because each one is moved up one level. Here, hold, I'll show you how it goes. Hold on. So we said the law of the How could it be that there's nowhere in Shas that we ever heard of the idea of a Chamishiba Kodesh? Again, we're assuming that Rabbi Kiva does not agree with Rabbi Yossi's Kavachomer because had he did, there should be a Chamishiba Kodesh. So maybe there is a Chamishiba Kodesh. We're saying, well, you never saw it anywhere in the world. And, and if you saw it, if we saw it, we would say it was Rabbi Kiva. Since you never see anywhere in a Mishnah or a Brita that is a Chamishi Kodesh, so we assume that Rabbi Kiva doesn't agree. So Rabbi Ashi doesn't like that. We're going to rely on the fact that you never saw it anywhere, that Rabbi Kiva doesn't hold like it? Why is that a proof? Just because you never saw a brighter doesn't mean it doesn't hold like it. There could be brighters you don't know. There are many brighters that got lost. And that's not, the fact that you never saw it anywhere in Shas is not a proof that Rabbi Kiva doesn't... Maybe Rabbi Kiva, the same way Rabbi Kiva agrees that there's a Shalishi Bechulin, he might agree that there's a Chamishi by, by Kodesh and a Rivi'i by Truma. So, Nafak of Ashi, Rav Ashi went out. 
Ve'itemer of Kahana, others say of Kahana went out. Now, the difference between whether it's Rav Asher or Rav Kahana is Rav Kahana was saying he had a proof from the fact that it's nowhere in Shas. Rav Ashi was the one who said, you don't have a proof. If Rav Ashi went out, he went out because he said there was no proof, so he went to go find the proof. If Rav Kahana went out, he went out because Rav Ashi told him that's not a proof, and he went to go find the proof. Either way, Nafak Rav Ashi, Ve'itemer of Kahana, Dak Ashkach, and he found the proof the Rebbe does not agree with a Rebbe'i ba Truma and a Chamishi ba Kodesh. How do we know? Hadetanan, this that we learned in a Mishnah, Haklim mitzaref et mashe betocho, a keli combines what's inside of it. Which means that if you have a, a big tray, on one side of the tray is... Uh, one piece of meat, the other side is another piece of meat. If one side gets tamer, the other the meat on the other side gets tamer too. Okay? It combines it. La Kodesh. That's only when you're talking about Kodesh, which is a sacrifice stuff. Avala Truma, when it comes to Truma, no. Varavi'i ba Kodesh pasul. And a Revi'i ba Kodesh is pasul. Okay, so just a Revi'i ba Kodesh. Vashashi ba Truma. And that's a uh, we were saying that we go one step further than that till now, right? Till now, we're talking about making chamishi ba kodesh and shlishi and a revi'i ba truma. Here it says revi'i ba kodesh and shlishi ba truma. One, one, one level less. That's in the, in the tray. The yes. Yes. Something else. Talking about the tray. The Amar bar Abba, Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi bar Abba said, "Name Rabbi Yochanan." This is the kicker that so far didn't prove anything because we don't know that it's Rabbi Kiva. Could be Rabbi Kiva holds more. Maybe somebody else. But he says just now, This was based on the testimony from Rabbi Akiva. Ah, so now if this is from Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Akiva is only saying, Shlishi, Betruma, and Rabbi Iba, Kodesh, so then we see that he doesn't hold like that. Now, where do we see Rabbi Akiva said that? The Tanan went into the Mishnah. Hosif Rabbi Akiva, Hasolet, Vaketoret, Valavona, Vagehalim. So Rabbi Kiva added to this rule the following things. Um, solat is flour. Ketoret is uh, spices. Levona is a spice. And Gehalim are coals. All these things, if, you, if a, a Tvul Yom, which is someone who dipped in the mikveh and did not yet wait till the nighttime, dips, touches one side, he makes everything pasul. Now, if Rabbi Kiva is the Tana who says it combines, we see, Rivi'in, Chamishilo, Shlishi'in, Rivi'ilo. That means he holds the Rivi'i by Kodesh, and not a Chamishi, and there's a Shlishi by Kodesh, and not a Rivi'i. Therefore, we see clearly that it works. Now, this that we're talking over here was because these items are not food items. Okay? All these items, in other words, levona and coals. And spices. And spices. Those things are not food items. So it, had they been food items... People eat levona. No, but it could be tameh. It could make things tameh. No, so it's not a food item, but levona people eat. Oh, yeah? I don't think so. Probably levona is good for the COVID-19. Oh, yeah? Enjoy. No, I'm trying to... I'm trying to avoid COVID-19. I don't know. Says the Gemara, Alma we see, Kasavar, 
Rabbi Yochanan, who said this thing. Okay, so we just we just proved that Rabbi Kiva doesn't say it. Not not just from the fact that we didn't find the Mishnah like that, but actually because we found the Mishnah, which is supposedly Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Yochanan said it's Rabbi Kiva, and and it said that there's only a maximum of a Rabbi and a Shlishi, but not a not a Rabbi and Chamishi. Okay, beautiful. Alma Kasavar Siruf Tevanan. Now we see from here that Rabbi Yochanan, who quoted Rabbi Kiva saying this, holds that Tziruf is is the Rabbanan. Now why does he say that? Because when you have coals, okay, these coals are not food. Therefore, non-food items are only Tamei Med Rabbanan. And now, since they mentioned these Rabbanan things in the combining rule, right, in the combining on a tray. Right? We had a rule of combining on a tray. And one of the things that were mentioned were these coals that are only Rabbanan. So we see from here that the rule of Tziruf is Rabbanan. And that means that he, Rabbi Yochanan, who says it's Rabbanan, is arguing He says that the connection of things is Rabbanan, is Doraita. Now, Rabbi Yochan didn't really say that it was Rabbanan, but he implied it. When you throw in a law about coals, which are only Tamed Rabbanan, so we're going to presume that the law of connecting also is Rabbanan. Okay? And the Gemara is saying, if, he's, if Rabbi Yochan says that, he must be arguing Rabbi Khanin, who says, Tziruf Teoraita. Shneemar, how does he know Teoraita? Kaf Ahad Asara Zahav There's a famous Pasuk in the Torah. It's referring to a ladle, that the Nisi'im you bring in the, in the Mikdash. In the Bet Mikdash, at the Chanukah Mizbeach, there were 12 Nisi'im, each one brought their own sacrifice. Happens to be they all brought the exact same thing. In Parashat Naso, the longest parasha, we go through all the different sacrifice they brought. And one thing that everyone brought, they actually brought exactly the same sacrifice, which repeated 12 times, is that they brought Kafachat, one ladle, Asada Zahav, of 10 shekel of gold, Mele'ah Ketoret, Fill of Ktoret. Hakatuv asa kol Torah says that the ladle became one. Kaf achat, teaching you that everything in the ladle is one, and that's the law of Tzidu from the Torah according to Rav Hanin. As opposed to Rabbi Yochanan, who says Dilabana. Okay. Says Gimara, Tenan Hatam. We're now going to talk to a different Mishnah, which is similar to this. Okay, but it's a new subject. I'm sorry, Harry was excited about continuing the old subject. We have to switch to one. I'm sorry. Tanan Hatam. We learned in the Mishnah. Almahat, if you have a needle, Shinimitsabasar, that you found in the meat, which means that a guy was slaughtering a korban. And as you're cutting cutting through the korban, you see that there's a needle there. That means that the animal ate a needle, and the needle got in his body. Shasakin Vahayadaim Tehorot. That means that the knife which you're cutting the animal with, vayadaim and the yadaim atahor, vabasar, but the actual meat is tameh. Okay, so if kohen nakos nevela, well, we're gonna see soon whether it's nevela. We're assuming it's tameh because the needle is tameh, and the needle touched the meat, and the meat's tameh, but the knife is gonna be good. Okay. Well, the, well, the tomorrow we'll analyze it, right? 
Nimtzat Pefedesh, but if we found the needle in the number two of the animal while we're going through the animal, there's usually stuff in the intestines, and we found needle there, then Hakol Tahor, then everything is Tahor, because the needle didn't, it only went through the animal, since it didn't touch the, the basar of the body, it's only in the number two, but it's not in the basar, then it's the whole animal's tahor because the animal didn't touch the needle. The, the needle, yes, the animal touched the needle while it was alive. You mean it didn't pierce the insides? You mean? didn't pierce the insides, just going through the number two of the animal. Okay, so, yes, the animal must have touched it when it swallowed it, right. but an, a live animal can't get tamen. Right. So, and we, now after it's dead, we found it already in the... In the number two, and therefore we assume we never touch the animal, and the animal will still be tough. Number two means colon? Like no, colon? in the number two, oh, like, in the colon. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Why is it the basar coming? Okay. Every, every animal, when like, you, okay. every animal, the animal doesn't go to the bathroom <coughs> after it's dead. When it's alive, it has stuff in everyone, every live, live mammal has stuff in their colon, unless they have fasting for many days. And, and uh, if it's found in a, in a feces, in the, in the colon, so we assume it didn't that since the time of the Shekita it hasn't moved because right. it can't move right, once after it, it, passed, it passed away and therefore it didn't touch anything so therefore the animal is tahor but anywhere in the basar it's tamir it's okay Amar Abikiba Abikiba says Zachinu she'en temeot yadayim b'mekdash and we got a zechut that Hashem didn't make that the rabbis didn't make a, the rule of tumat yadayim in the mekdash there's something called tumat yadayim uh, which means that technically uh, a person's whole body's tameh or nothing's tameh. But the Chachamim made a decree that without Nitilat Yadayim, your hands are tameh. The rabbis didn't do that in the Bet HaMikdash. Because if they did that, it would have been worse. It would have been very, very strict. Now, well, how do we know that we didn't, that, that they didn't make this decree on your Yadayim in the Bet HaMikdash? Because if they did, then... Uh, then if the, the Kohen touched the, the, the Tameh body of this animal, might have touched the needle, should be Tameh. And therefore, since you're not Tameh over here, we assume that the rabbis didn't make the rule. We're not saying that you're okay, but we're saying that if hands could get Tameh... Your whole body's Tameh. No, they're right, your whole body's Tameh, but the, the rabbis made a separate rule that your hands can be Tameh without your body. And that's why you have to wash the Zayi Daim in the morning. Why does the Zayi Daim help? I'm going to put my whole body in. Zayi Daim helps because the rabbis make, made hands like a Midera Banan a separate thing. Okay. Now, if they would have made hands a separate thing, then now when you touch this body, they would have made your hands Tameh. Yeah. They would have said, oh, you touched the animal with the needle. It doesn't say this is every, I call Tahor. Everything's Tahor. So the thing, everything's Tahor. So this, it sounds like they're saying there's no good Daim in the Mikdash. And Rabbi Kiva is saying that's a very good thing. We would have been in trouble otherwise. Okay? So now we're turning to Bet. Why do we just say that, that there's no Tumat Yadayim in the Mikdash? There's also no Tumat Kilim. Because we also said that the knife that was cutting the animal is still Tahor, even though it might have touched the needle. Amar Av Yehuda, Amar Av, V'item Yerosh Rebchanina, Yadayim Kodem Gizirat Kilim Nishnu. Rebchanina, who said this statement, was saying this statement before there was a Gizirat Kilim. The rabbis made a decree on Kilim, and the rabbis made a decree on Yadayim. This, Rebbe there was no Tumah on Safek Kilim at the time when Rebbe made the statement. So when he said, so that's why Rabbi Kiva didn't mention it because Rebbe you can't learn from Rebbe because Rebbe wasn't talking in a time when there was such a Gezerah. 
Again, you. Let, let me just clarify. Let me clarify. There was two stages. The rabbis. It sounds from here. We're assuming here, which the Gemara is going to get rid of in a second. That there was two stages. Stage one, the rabbis made a rule. Yadayim are problems. If you safek on yadayim, we assume that there's a problem. And the stage two is safek on kelim. The rabbis made a problem. Okay, we're assuming that Rav Chanina's statement, where he said over here that the basar tameh and everything is tahor. When he says everything, that was after the gezerah of the hands. So if he says everything, it's including the hands. But it's before they made the rabbis made the gezerah on the kelim, and therefore you can't prove anything about the kelim from here because his hakol is not including that. Okay, Amar Biuda Amarav. Hold on, Amarava It's not true. They both gezerot were on the same day. I'll prove it to you. It's not. We learned in the Mishnah. Hasefer, if you have a Torah scroll, we, the rabbis made a gezerah that if you touch a Torah scroll, your hands will come to them. and hands that you didn't, you didn't, you're not sure what happened to them. yom, or a guy who was dipped in a mikveh and didn't wait till nighttime. or if you have food or kelim that got tamer from a, from a liquid, all these things are tamer, even though they're not, and they're part of the eighteen. Takanot that they made in one day. Right? El Amarava, Hanach Lutumat Sakin. Really, Rebbe was at the time when there was both Tumot. So why didn't we mention that this Sakinim are kosher? Why didn't we mention that? Hanach Lutumat Sakin. Forget about Tumat Sakin. Why? Because in the situation of Rebbe where the guy was cutting a, a, a sacrifice that had a Tameh needle in it, it would still not be Tameh, the... the, the the knife, not just in the mikdash, it's not tameh. Even in a regular korban, a regular animal, not a korban, it wouldn't be tameh. Says so why? Hai sakin de naga What did the what did the knife touch? Right, you're cutting the knife. What did it touch? Ilim and If you're saying, well, the knife should be tameh because maybe it touched the meat of the animal. Ha'en We have a rule that a food can't make a keli tameh. The liquid. Right. right. Maybe you'll say, well, maybe it should get tamer because it touched the needle. Maybe while you were cutting the animal, your knife touched the needle. That's why you would have thought it might be tamer. The needle's in number two, not in the neck. No, assuming we're talking about the case where the needle was in the. Oh, okay. Needle was in the, the, the flesh. Okay. okay. Stuck in the but not just the neck, they cut up the animal afterwards. So the knife could be cutting animal flesh, and the ribs are anywhere. Okay. Okay. <coughs> we said, but we have a rule, and Kili Keli. So anyway, we want to make the make it And therefore, so what's the problem? Okay, hold on. So no, so obviously before we get this, so so we so we see from here, the reason why the knife is not tameh is because there's no, no nothing it could have touched. Right? Therefore there's no there's no way that it could have gotten tameh, and it's not a, a, a proof that that in the Meta Mikdash there's no Tumah on killing. Okay. Now the Gemara wants to say, Why would this needle anyway be Tameh? We don't know why the needle would be Tameh. Okay? If it's just a needle that we don't know where it came from, and if we don't know where it came from, we assume it's Tameh, Misafek. Vait, why didn't we learn? Rab Elezer, Biosi, Rechanina, Lo Gazu, Al. One says that the rabbis didn't make a gezerah on 
spit on the floor that you don't know who it's from in Yerushalayim because the, the spit of a Zav can make someone Tameh. And one of the rabbis is saying that if a person stepped on spit on the floor, of course, not a, not a enjoyable situation, but it could happen. A person stepped on spit, he doesn't become Tameh. Even though you don't know, maybe that spit came from a Zav, it could make you Tameh. But in Yerushalayim, since most people are not Zavin, we assume that, that, that they get fine. And the other one said, one one said, no, if you have a keli that you don't know where it's from, let's say you touched by mistake a rake or something, or a, a shovel, or a needle, or any keli, safek, if it's in Yerushalayim, we assume it's tahor, because most people don't Yerushalayim are tahor. So both of them said that. And therefore, if you have a needle that you found in this, this cow in the Mikdash, and you cut it, anyway it's going to be tahor, just like if you found a rake, or, 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 or anything in the Yerushalayim, because it's, it's from or the saliva. And therefore, what's your question? And you say, oh, um, you see from here that... Uh, so why are, we, why are we assuming that the, the needle's tamer? Exactly, that's the question. Why are you assuming the needle's tamer? It's in Yerushalayim. Yeah, exactly. Good. Amar Rabbi Huda, Amar Rav. I was just I was trying to review because I didn't think you got it, but you obviously got it. We're talking about a special case. You're right. General, if you find a needle in the cow, there's nothing to talk about. You're in Jerusalem. Why is it a problem here? Somebody lost a needle. There was a special Tameh mint needle, and the guy was reading, where's that Tameh needle? He was looking for it. I don't know where it is, and then they found it in the, in the cow. And that's why it wouldn't be a problem. But you're right, if no one lost a needle, it would, you, it would be presumed to be Tahor, because it's in Yushalayim. It's still in Yerushalayim, though. No. And then when you, when you look at what it says, oh, that's my needle with the scratch on it. There it is in the thing. So you know it's a Tamimit needle because you found it. When did we say a, a keli in Yerushalayim is Tahor? You're saying the animal still ate it in Israel, no? So I understand. We're just, when we say Yerushalayim, it's okay. We're saying we presume that it's, it's not Tamimit. We presume if you found Yerushalayim, we're assuming it's not Tamimit because all the keli in Yerushalayim are usually Tahor. But if you see and you recognize that there was a Tameh one, tame one that you lost and you recognize it in the meat of the cow, uh, it's a different story. And you saw it. I recognize it. That's the Tameh one. That's the Tameh one that I lost. Okay? And so Rabbi Yehuda Marav is saying that's the reason why it would be a problem here. That's answer number one. Answer number two. Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Bin Amar Kigon Shaita Para Hasuma Uba Mechut Yerushalayim In a new case. This cow came from outside Yerushalayim. So let's say you brought it from Haifa, okay? And when it got to Yerushalayim, you put a muzzle on it. And then you slaughtered it. Okay, so that makes sense. So therefore, the only way it could get into the cow is if you ate it outside Yerushalayim. And that's why we assume it's no good. Okay? That's the second way. They both make sense. No, the it, first one is like a little sketchy, no? Well, it, it was a case. The first one is very unlikely. No, because I'm saying like the animal is still in Yerushalayam, so he had to eat the needle that they lost was in the cow. No, so nice, but, but but I had a blue needle that that I I knew was in the house of a dead body, and I lost it. I couldn't find it, okay. and I found this blue needle in the cow. Okay, so that's that's also good. Okay, says the Gemara, Gufa. We're gonna analyze analyze the previously mentioned statement. One said didn't make a gizera on safek saliva in Yushalayim. One said didn't make a gizera on safek kilim in Yushalayim. Okay. Why do I need a statement of Rulazer Rechanina saying that? I already have a brighter like that. It says, and kilim tanina, and we have a brighter about kilim also. Where do we see these things? 
looking to the the spit we already know from a brighter because the Tanan will learn to the Mishnah. All the rock that you find in is Tahor, except for the upper marketplace. There was an upper marketplace where people who were Zavim, who had Zav, used to congregate over there. So in that area, it's the, if you find spit, we assume it's Tahor, but everywhere else is Tahor. And we have a Mishnah. And it's the word, no, you're right. We, didn't, we wouldn't need these Amoraim, Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Yosef Rechanina, to say <coughs> this law. However, the reason why we need them is because we're talking about a guy who's walking in a different place in Yerushalayim, and somebody knows that a Zav was there. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you heard the Zav walk through that area. Okay? And since the Zav walked through there, and you see he's alive on the floor, you might have thunk that if you know there was a Zav there, then the rock is Tameh. Therefore, we need this rabbi to come teach you, to teach you that even though you knew a Zav walked there, the rest of Yerushalayim is still Tahor. Okay. Also, Kilim, I don't need you to tell me that Kilim and Yerushalayim are Tahor, like the needle or whatever. It's not a letter from Mishnah too. All Kilim are in Yerushalayim. All Kilim are in Yerushalayim. On the way down to where everyone goes to the mikveh, but if it's not on the way down to the mikveh, there must be Tahor. And therefore, all of Yishlaim, everything is Tahor. Why do I need the Amorah to tell me uh, that the Kilim of Yishlaim are Tahor? We know that already from this Mishnah. There are two paths to the Mikvah, one to go, one to come up. Yes. They don't, the reason, oh, he's asking why is there two paths to the Mikvah? Usually in most Mikvahs, like for example, this Mikvah we have over here that you went this morning, there's only one path, in and out. It's used for in and out. But in Yishlaim, since you don't want the guys who are Tahor, Meeting up with the Tameh guys in case they get spit on so or something like that. So they had two different routes. Mm-hmm. There's, the, there's the entrance and the exit, and you don't go out the entrance, okay? Especially if you just went so. So it just shows that our, our, mikvah, our mikvahs don't really do the job. Like, well, our mikvahs don't do the job anyway because <laughs> if you Tameh met, it doesn't help you anything. Yeah. Uh, does, we, we're just doing it for extra to Kiddusha. Yeah. Okay. Says the Gemara, Ula Tameh, according to your reasoning, Ema Seifa, what do you do with the Seifa of the Mishnah? It says, Derech Aliyah Tehonin. On the way up to Yushalayim, it's Tahor. Ha de Alma, but in general, it's Tameh. So there's a separate Seifa of the Mishnah where it says, when you go on the Derech Aliyah, it's Tahor. That, oh, by inference, we can learn from there that in general, it's Tameh. If you're making a, a we, we made a rule. We said, it says that if you're Derech Yerida, it's Tameh. Sounds like everything else tahor. Well, if you do that, you can say, "Well, derech aliyah tahor." Sounds like everything else tameh. Pick up, pick, pick your choice. Ela reisha dafka, v'seifa lavdaka. Must be that you need the amorah to come tell you at the reisha when it says, when it says that on the way down is tameh, implying on the way up is tahor. That one was we said it specifically, so you can learn from the inference and the seifa where it says. Derech aliyah tahor, that was lav davka. Ulafuki gezata. Coming to exclude the reason why the sefer, oh, so the, and the reason why the sefer said derech aliyah tahorin, that's tahor, it's excluding a place called the gaziata. Now, gaziata is a narrow alley. If it's a narrow alleyway, that's next to the mikvah. 
you have to worry that maybe it's Tameh, because I guess because the alleyway is, is people use going, going in and out, and therefore you can't assume. But if it's a Derech Aliyah, a big road, then we assume that it's uh, Tahor on the Derech Aliyah. Okay? Beautiful. It says the Gemara, Ula Rav, and according to Rav, the Amar Kigon Sha'avdala Macha Tameh Vikira Basar, Rav is the one who said the guy lost the blue needle and he found it in the Basar, right? Kevadamamor Bechalal Cherev, Cherev Hu Harehu Kechalal, Adam Vikrim Nami Litma. The Pasuk says that Bechalal Cherev Ovemet, if it touches a Chalal Cherev, we learned that a Cherev. Anything metal is like a chalal, it's like a dead body itself. So if so, then Adam Vikrim Namilitma. Why don't we say that anyone who touches any man or any keli who touches the mahat should be tameh himself? And therefore the Kohen who cuts it should be tameh. Why do we say the Kohen's hands are tahor, the knife is tahor, if it touched this needle? After all, a needle is metal and it should be like a sword. Amar Ashi, Rashi says, Zotomerit. Azara The Azara of the Beit Mikdash is a public property. Who cares about that? There's a general rule about public property is that any safek you have about Tum'ah, if it happens in Shuta Yachid, we're strict on it. If it happens in Shuta Rabim, we're lenient on it. And therefore, it must be, we can see from here, the fact that we're allowing the Kohen who, who touched the needle to be Tahor must be that Safek. We, we don't know for sure he touched the needle. He cut, he cut up the thing. We don't know if he touched it. And it's Safek Tumah in the Shutter Abim. But if it would be in the Shutter Echid, Sefekot Ameh would be Tameh. Mechti, let's see. Hi, Machat Tavaj, Shembo Dat Lisholhu. Uh, a needle is somebody that you can't ask. You can't ask the needle if it's Tamiya Tahor. Right? Anything that you can't ask about it. It's supposed to be Tahor. And therefore, why are we saying only in the Beit Mikdash? Why do you figure out from... Rav Ashi is going to say, must be at Azara is a public property because of that. Maybe it's a private property. And the reason why it's Tahor, you're Tahor, is because you can't ask it. Why can't you ask it? Uh, well, oh, need, needle, needles don't talk so much. I don't know. No, I, I, unless you maybe person, in Persia they talk. What? No. So ask means if it's not a person that you could actually talk to. Okay. The reason why this is that comes through a person. It comes to a person. You should ask about it. Even something that's sitting on the floor is the kavach and not the shul. But that's we're going to clarify this tomorrow. Before I go further, before I go further, I want to mention that Benjamin asked yesterday an interesting question that related to Hanukkah, which we ended off with yesterday. Benjamin asked, according to Levi, who says that the liquids of the bet madbachaya, the liquids of the mizbeach, do not get tumah. Which was a bit of machloket. It was liquids on the mizbeach or liquid in the slaughterhouse. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Okay. So liquid on the mizbeach, referring to oil and wine. So if oil doesn't get tameh, then how could they ever have a problem in the bet mikdash with the 
Hanukkah oils. Why on Hanukkah did we say that the Yivanim made all the oil tameh? I thought, according to Levi, uh, oils can't get tameh at all. And if they can't get tameh at all, let them try to make all the oil tameh all they want. Who it doesn't you, work. Who says you hold like Levi? Well, we don't have to hold like Levi, but Levi has to... Do you, are you claiming... If I answer your answer, Mr. Halabia, mm-hmm. that's then you're claiming that all during the time of the Amoraim, all the other Amoraim lit Hanukkah candles, and Levi didn't, because mm-hmm. Levi said there was no miracle. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's that's plausible, right? Levi lived after the time of Hanukkah, right? So to say that, oh, well, Levi holds that he can't get tamer, so therefore what? Therefore, there's no miracle of Hanukkah. Hard to say, I think. <coughs> So I thought of an answer, uh, and I thought of an answer, and uh, I said that we learned also, there was a thing go back and forth yesterday about if you go into the Beit HaMikdash and you take the thing outside. Remember we said that if you got Tameh inside the Beit HaMikdash, right, and then you took it out of the Beit HaMikdash, it still stays, in other words, let's say you have oil. In the Beit HaMikdash, it's Tahor. Okay, so if they touch it in the in the Beit Hamikdash, it's totally tahor. And you take that, that oil that was touched outside; it stays tahor. It doesn't get tameh when you take it out. But if you touch it outside, and it gets tameh, and then you bring it in, it stays tameh. That's what we said. So it could be that the Yevanim took the oil, took it outside the Beit Hamikdash, touched it, and then brought it in. And that's why it's tameh. That's when they found all the tameh oils because the Yevanim did that the out in thing, and that's why it's tameh. That's the answer that I thought of when I called my brother. Who was quarantining himself, uh, and he does the duff maybe Raymond better. Raymond Yeah, Raymond. He said, "Oh, it's a cute question." He says, "But the way he remembers, he says Levi held like Shmuel, and Shmuel, it was a machlok at Rav and Shmuel. If when we said these things are tahor, does that mean that tahor themselves, or they're they're really tamei themselves, but they can't be tamei other things? Oh, they, can, they can't transfer the. They can't transfer. Shmuel says that they can't. That it doesn't mean they're totally tahor." It means that they can't transfer it to others. Mm. And if so, if Levi holds like Shmuel, which the Gemara did say that Levi held like Shmuel, so then there's no question to start with. Because in the Beit HaMikdash, they do get Tamer, they just can't be Tamer others. And therefore, yes, the Ivanim came, they touched all the oils, and they were mitameh. Outside the Beit HaMikdash, oil can make something else Tamer? Yes. Yeah? Yes. That's all, all we're saying is that in the Beit HaMikdash, they can't make anything other things Tamer. That's, what, that's how Levi understood it. And therefore, the whole question doesn't start, he said. And then he sent me, my other brother sent me a, uh, a sefer, where he quotes the whole thing, with, with, not my answer, with another answer, and then the, final, then the actual thing that, that he holds like Shmuel. So what was the answer? Well, you don't really need my answer if he holds like Shmuel. Yeah, of course. Uh, if he holds like that's it. If he holds like Shmuel, then it got Tamer because they touched it. In the Betwash, it is Tamer, it's just that they can't Tamer other things. Okay. Baruch Adonai Lama Amen. Amen.